you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Thrilled to be here with you again today, and as always, I have a fascinating and inspiring guest here in studio with me today. His name is Clay Stevens. Now, I ran into Clay oh, a couple of months ago, I guess, as I was um, uh, interviewing another guest on my show. You might remember Rod Richardson, who was here a couple of months ago, and uh, we had a fascinating conversation about your business on purpose. And in that interaction with Rod, I was introduced also to Clay, who is the mastermind. I'm finding he's the brains behind the whole operation for a company called Residual Income Technologies, located right here in Utah County, and uh, had a fun opportunity to be exposed to a game that, uh, Clay, you developed this game. You, You invented this game called Residual Income. And uh, that was my introduction to you. But welcome to Live on Purpose Radio today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. It's a great honor, actually, not to be able to just talk to you, but to uh, to your entire audience. Well, we're thrilled to have you with us. And I think that there's a few things that your experience is going to help to enlighten us about a number of things. And uh, you and I chatted a little bit before the show about what direction this might go. And I think a good starting place would be to set the context and I'd like to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're coming from, what some of your experience has been. Tell your story a little bit, just to uh, kind of get us started about why you know some of the stuff that you know. Well, the Reader's <laughs> Digest condensed version of all of that is that, um, uh, you know, my parents were divorced when I was little. And, uh, and you know, and I kind of struggled with, you know, how does that happen? What happens? What are the ramifications? You're living with one parent or the other. And and uh, really, I'm, I'm kind of a product of learning how to take control uh, of, of the circumstances and, um, and making, you know, for lack of a better term, making lemonade uh, out of lemons. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, my, I didn't live with my dad. I lived with my mom. My dad was 1,200 miles away and so forth. And so, you know, how do you, how do you learn how to, uh, you know, play baseball? And how do you learn how to, you know, take control of things? And, and my mom was a school teacher, and she, she was you know, and uh, embedded in uh, trying to figure out how to make a living so that we could keep a roof over our head. We had become accustomed to living inside and having food to eat at dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I just have learned, I've learned how to pick out mentors who could teach me how to be successful at the things that I wanted to be successful at. And ultimately, I've, I've just sort of put the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, mm-hmm. to be successful in baseball is very, very similar to being successful in business. And being successful in those two things are very similar to being a successful parent and being a successful mm-hmm. parent and a successful, um, you know, in, in, in any kind of a church position that a person may have or being a successful psychologist or a mm-hmm. successful radio show host. Essentially, the, 
the pattern is very similar. And, and But it's that experience mm -hmm. really that I found is that if you want to be successful, uh, essentially in almost anything, then you apply the success principles that apply to that thing. And ult ultimately, over the course of time, you can learn how to become successful. So mm -hmm. I learned how to be a successful school teacher. I learned how to be a successful coach. I learned how to be a state championship coach, not overnight, not in five minutes. Or, you know, I was an overnight success over the period of about an eight-year eight span. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, right. you know, I learned how to be a successful parent, I think, at least. Uh, you know, I mean, I can look at the accomplishments of my children and say, wow, you know, pretty good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I've, I've started various businesses, and I've learned by, I mean, you had Rod Richardson on your program. Rod Richardson was one of my business mentors. Mm -hmm. He taught me how to be successful in business. And now he and I are partners in the, uh, in the business that we are, that we're running now residual income. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I've learned how to take, um, advice from mentors for how to find somebody who is a mentor, somebody who's really been successful at the things that I want to be successful at and how to, uh, how to apply the things that those people can teach me. And then probably the most important thing that I've done to be successful really at anything is to actually do what those people tell me to do. So if this is what you should do, okay, we're going to go do that. So I'm not in reinventing the wheel all the time. I'm trying to learn from the people who have been down this road before. And instead of trying to recreate all of that, let's just take the steps that those people are telling me. And if those people really are the mentor that I think that they are, then what they tell me should actually work. And so you can just learn how to sort of keep score, measure your progress along the way to say, okay, mm -hmm. this has worked. Steps one, two, three, four, five have worked. So why it seems to be obvious that steps six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and all the way to the end are going to work as well. So I think I've been mm -hmm. really good at finding mentors and, uh, <clears throat> and then taking the, the, the advice of those mentors, implementing it, applying it. And then today I'm, my, my passion is to help other people learn how to do those same things so that they can become successful, irrespective mm -hmm. of the circumstances of their life. So Hurricane Katrina's come along and mm -hmm. uh, stuff, stuff happens in our lives. Uh, my parents were divorced. I didn't ask for that. And, you know, kids get hurt when you're playing football. You know, when your star player gets hurt, you know, then, well, okay, now what are you going to do? I mean, stuff happens. It just, it is what it is. And mm -hmm. uh, we just have to learn how to pick up the pieces and be able to move ahead in a way that makes some kind of sense so that you can get ultimately where you want to go. So I think mm -hmm. that's probably been my greatest things. And I've been a, I've been a successful uh, coach, as I said before, won a couple of state championships uh, in football and baseball and tennis and, and uh, have been a successful business person. I, you know, I've in, in corporate America been, um, been able to uh, climb the corporate ladder from being a school teacher to being a corporate executive in about five years. And 9-11 uh, came and went. Um, interesting people flew big planes into tall buildings and my world fell apart. And uh, was part of direct sales for a long time and network mm -hmm. marketing and, and learned from mentors how to be successful that way. And now that's what we do today is teach people how to be successful in direct sales. And that's the nutshell version right there. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know what, Clay? I'm grabbing a couple of notes as we're flying along because you've just you've mentioned a couple of really key issues. And the first one that I really want to just reinforce and establish here something we've talked about time and time again here at Live on Purpose Radio, and it has to do with the context, with the story, basically, the stuff of your life. It doesn't matter that much. And that sounds really cold and heartless sometimes if somebody tells me, well, 
well, your story was that your parents were divorced when you were young. Okay. So what? Is you know, and that that's the part that sounds cold and heartless. But really, here's here's an experience that while it could be interpreted as something that's very and, and certainly is something that's very difficult, very painful, uh, very significant and meaningful in your life. It just does not have that much to do with your future success, except that I've found that people who have have their experiences and choose to learn from them and choose to gain from those experiences the things that are going to help them to move forward with power and confidence in their life. Now, in that way, it becomes a huge blessing in your life. It becomes one of those things, those life-altering experiences that can send you one way or the other, and that depends on your choice. So the circumstances just don't matter that much. The fact that your parents were divorced, for example, has nothing to do with whether you can be successful now. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I teach a little deal. I take a I take a block of clay, modeling clay, mm-hmm. and and so because my name is Clay, I you know it's it's a good thing to use. <clears throat> well, when I was younger, I you know had to take a lot of heat about that, and so <laughs> and so now I'm going to take advantage of it. So exactly. uh, But I, but I teach a deal uh, in in uh, in some of my seminars where uh, where I have somebody in the uh, in the audience take a a block of modeling clay and make something of it. A house. Sometimes it's a house. Sometimes it's an animal. Sometimes it's a. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> somebody who's creative in the audience makes something of it, and then I take somebody else out of the audience who's identified themselves as being somewhat athletic, and then I take the beautiful thing that's been made out of the clay and give it to the person who claims to be athletic, and have the person, the athletic person, throw the beautiful thing that's just been made out of clay against the wall. Mm-hmm. Wow, my beautiful thing has just become undone. I mean, it's a mess now. It's just mm-hmm. a glob of nothingness. It's not even the killer, you know, block that it was when I started. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? If you know how to fix that, if you know the steps of success, you can rebuild, refashion, reshape, as it were, the the thing as exactly as it was if you liked what was. But what if you want something new or different? What if you were only mostly satisfied with what you had before? Well, now... The opportunity really is at hand to be able to reshape that into something that might be even better. So I've learned over the course of years that why things happen is, as cold-hearted as it may sound, and since you brought it up, I'll use it, <clears throat> that, that really why things happen to us is really completely irrelevant. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. why they happen. That's right. The fact that we have an opportunity to be able to now take some sort of action, we get to choose that action. Whatever we do mm-hmm. or think hap- that happens next is completely up to us. And that's what I want people to really get is that their life is about a series of choices that they get to make in some kind of sequence that will lead them hopefully to where they want instead of where they don't want. Mm-hmm. And, and so we don't want to leave things up to choice or to chance rather. We want things to be left up to choice so that people will get where they want on purpose with purpose intentionally. Mm-hmm. This is the part that trips people up sometimes because they feel like, well, it's not a choice. I didn't choose for this to happen. I didn't sign up for this. This It's not my fault. You know, you hear these things all <laughs> right. the time. And there's some truth to that, Clay. You didn't necessarily sign up for all of your life's experiences. But here's the powerful part. What are you going to do about it? What? Are, here's the package that you have. It is what it is. And like you said, you know, it, it's irrelevant to try to figure out why. The human mind is constantly torturing you with this why question. And it's not even that useful of a question. It's not useful at all. <clears throat> because mm-hmm. let's assume even that you could figure it out. 
Let's assume mm-hmm. that you could answer the question. Well, why did this happen? Well, because I did these 19 things. Okay, mm-hmm. Yahoo. Does that change the current circumstances? No. Mm-hmm. So even answering the question, if it were answerable, doesn't, in my opinion, help. You still have to be able to move forward from wherever you're at, irrespective of how you got to the, the position that exactly. you're at. Exactly. You are where you are. What are you going to do about that? That's, and, that's it. And yeah, so if you know where you're going, where you want to end up, what you want your, 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 blo- your block of clay to look like ultimately, mm-hmm. then you need to take action to be able to fashion that. And it may not happen in a minute or a week or a month or a year or 10 years. Mm-hmm. The good news is, is that you have control over what happens next. The very next thing, you have control over that. You may not have control over circumstances five years from now, but you have control over how you react to those circumstances every minute of every day. Every single time. And that is the choice. That is the ultimate choice that we all have and that we always will have. What am I going to do with what I've just ended up with? Whatever reason it's in my life, here it is. What am I going to do about it? Right. And that's the beauty of life. That, that's is. the fun of life and the experiences that we are able to have while we're here is to be able to see what we'll fashion with the circumstances we get. What a grand adventure. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events, or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Hey, Clay, you got me all fired up, and now I'm excited about living on purpose again. So what are we going to do with this? Your, your life is going to hand you all kinds of experiences, some of them pleasant, some of them not so pleasant. They're all an enormous gift to you, and what you choose to do with those things is really the key to, to your happiness in life. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to choose to move forward 
despite your circumstances. And some of the most inspiring stories, isn't this true? The, the, the most inspiring stories, maybe even the only inspiring stories out there, are the ones that have a hard part in the middle. <laughs> well, the, it, without the hard part in the middle, as you say, <clears throat> um, there isn't a way to become inspired. I mean, what's inspiring about everything going exactly as planned and you start at A and you end up at double Z and ex- everything worked exactly. I mean, what's inspiring about that? I mean, mm-hmm. that, it doesn't inspire because nothing had to be overcome. Nothing had, there's, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to the moon in 1969 by President Kennedy in 1964 simply proclaiming by the end of the decade, we're going to get to the moon and then everything went just exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't work that way. But think of how many thousands of of inspiring stories come as a result of people meeting challenges, overcoming those challenges, keeping their eye focused on where they want to go and what they want to be able to do, and then learning, practicing, and applying success principles to be able to overcome, in some cases themselves, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, to be able to achieve things that most people don't even recognize as being possible. I mean, in my lifetime, and I'm not a really old guy. Um, you know, we broke the four minute mile and that was once mm-hmm. thought humanly impossible that That's a human right. being, when I was little, it was thought that a human being could not physically possibly run that fast right up until Roger Bannister did it. There were medical opinions to that effect that it was just not possible for the human body to be pushed to that extent. And now today we have, it's routine for high schoolers. To run a, a sub four minute mile. Well, anybody who wants to compete at a world class level, that's the standard. And if you're slower than that, you're not going to make it. Yeah, to compete at that level, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting that that people who have the physical, emotional, mental capabilities to do a certain thing. Let's use metaphorically running a hundred yard dash or a hundred meter dash. You know, if you have the physical capabilities to run a ten second hundred meter dash then what we need to do is to help you understand how to run a 10 second 100 meter dash but if you're really if you're really physically only capable of uh, of running a a 20 second 100 meter dash then let's get you to 20 seconds but if you mm-hmm. have 10 second capability and you're running at 20 seconds then your human potential is really not what it could be or should be in order to inspire see it's the it's getting the extra mile the last mile I'm writing a book right now called the last mile which is mm-hmm. how do we get, how do we lose that last, those last five pounds? How do we get the last second? How do we overcome that one last obstacle, the thing that keeps us from being able to be massively successful, at least according to our own design and our own capabilities? How do we get there? How do we ultimately get to that point? And that's really important for people to understand is that you're being able to inspire not only others, but in the inspiring Others comes the inspiration of yourself. Mm-hmm. When you can see what you do and how it affects other people, that gets me pretty excited. I know it does you, or you wouldn't have this yeah. radio show every week. So exactly, this is the good. This is the good stuff. This is my personal inspirational indulgence. <laughs> I, I have so much fun with this because I get to bring people in like yourself, have these fun conversations, and I let all of you listen in, dear listener, and. You know what, as we, as you were talking about that, Clay, I was thinking, how many of you out there who are, who are listening right now, if you're listening right now, do you feel like you are, are living up to your potential? And 
if you're really honest with yourself, the people that I interview about this, they really don't. I haven't found anybody that really feels like they're living up to their potential. They always feel like, oh, there's, I could do better. I could do more. Well, how are you going to do more? There's some principles that you can apply. And this is something else I appreciated about your introduction, Clay. Principles are absolutely consistent. Principles govern. These are natural laws. They are eternal principles that always work. You never have to wonder when you get up in the morning, is gravity going to work today? (laughs) We hope so. (laughs) It always does, and you just assume that it's going to. And so you put on your shoes. You wouldn't wear shoes if gravity weren't working. And so you just get up assuming that it's going to work, and then you conduct your life as if uh, this is an important principle in your life because you've learned through your experience that it is. Well, principles are like that. They always work. Whether you're aware of them or not, whether you agree with them or not, they're at play. So how are you going to figure out what they are? And you pointed out that the principles are the same. The specific application may vary from context to context, but you know that there are principles that will make a marriage successful. Those same principles will help to make a sports team successful or a job situation successful. They're they're the same principles. Did I misinterpret you there, or do you do you agree with that? No, no, I absolutely agree. And the way really that I've discovered many of these things, um, some of them have been on purpose, but many of these things that I've learned with respect to success principles, I've learned by either watching nature. So how mm-hmm. does this occur with sort of natural instincts uh, of different people uh, or different um, different animals and insects and et cetera? Just watch how things nat- happen naturally. The birds uh, and the bees, eh? Yeah. And then watching people who are successful and how they, how do they govern their lives? How do they manage their own lives? What is it that they do? How do they think? And how have they been able to amass enough experience to be able to, uh, to be able to push the right buttons in the right sequence such that no matter what they seem to do, it just works. I mean, and it doesn't just work by some sort of cosmic accident that they just sort of know, you know, how to do this. Because success, we're not born with a success gene. Hmm. We have to learn, practice, and apply no matter what it is. So I don't know anything about trucking, for instance, being mm-hmm. a long-haul truck driver. I don't know anything about it. I could drive. I mean, I've driven large equipment before, but being a long-haul truck driver is not that. But I could learn, and I could practice, and I could apply the principles to be able to learn how to do that in a matter of a few weeks, I suspect. Now, would I become a professional in a few weeks? Uh, an all-star, as it were, in a few weeks, probably not. It would take a lot of experience mm-hmm. and a lot of different driving conditions and all of that stuff that you'd have to go through. But to be able to manage the process would be, I could learn that faster than if you just sort of sat in a truck and said, okay, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the truck and here's mm-hmm. the load and you got to get to Tucumcari, New Mexico, go. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. That, but that's what we do with so many people is... Or, and that's what we what a lot of people do with what they want to learn. Okay, uh, here's the computer. I'm going to learn how to use it now. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, let's, how about if we do something intentional and on purpose? And how about if we just go through some steps in a process that will help me to be able to get from here to there faster? Because quite frankly, in a computer, most people don't use a 10% of what a computer will really do. Right. And yet we think it's this massively complex system that we have to learn everything about. No, you just have to learn how to get it to do what you want it to do. You don't have to learn and make it do everything you want, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it, it can do. So right. what, what people just really need to look at is, look, what are the principles that help me to learn? So I, I would say that there's a three-step process. We have to learn, okay. then mm-hmm. we have to practice, and then we have to apply the things that we do. Now, I told you in the very beginning of, of, this, uh, of this interview that 
that, uh, that I've been fortunate enough to have the courage to actually do the things that people have told me to do, the mentors in my life have told me to do. Now, now, wait a minute. This is profound, Clay. You mean you go out there and you seek mentors, and these are people who are wise and experienced and knowledgeable, and then you actually listen to them and do what they ask you to do? Yeah, but that's the last step. Wait, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I probably invented this <laughs> or not. So, uh, no, I, I mean, my dad, when I was a little kid, my dad, my dad taught me this. He, he taught me, if you want to be a major league baseball player, find a mentor, find somebody who, who you could be like, and then do what they do. Think the way they think. The, the challenge in our society is that things change so fast that we think, gosh, I got to learn everything. I got to keep up. You just have to learn the things that you need to learn in order to be, that, that you need to be proficient at whatever it is you're trying to do. If you want to lose weight, look, the human body is essentially unchanged in the last, mm -hmm. I don't know how many thousands of years. And mm -hmm. so learn what it does and how it does it and, and how, you know, your body reacts to exercise and diet. Pretty straightforward, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, there are some things to learn and it's not going to be trivial to learn all of that. I'm making it a little trivial, but essentially you just have to learn the principles and precepts to move forward. Then you have to practice. And then Ultimately, when you're done messing around trying to figure out, okay, I've examined this and I've examined that and I've tried this and I've tried that. Now I'm ready to apply. Now I'm ready to be serious about what we're doing. And then the New Year's resolution of losing weight that ends about the middle of January mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, can actually go on in your life because now you're actually applying what you've done. So or what you've learned and what you've practiced. And so that's really the key is, look, you know, you got to be able to learn and then practice and then apply. I don't want to just throw people into the deep end of a swimming pool before they know how to swim, hoping that they'll learn how to swim somehow or tread water at least before mm -hmm. they drown. And yet most everybody just jumps right into the deep end, hoping that somehow they're not going to drown. And the problem is, is that in most endeavors, business endeavors, marriage endeavors, relationship endeavors, I mean, you can just go across the board. Most people quote unquote fail because they've just jumped into the deep end without having learned, practiced, or applied success principles. They just jumped into the deep end. And we mm -hmm. find a lot of people buried at the deep end of the pool, which is not a cool deal for me. <laughs> at the deep end. And you know what? It occurs to me that there's a few things working against us just psychologically. And if you're aware of this, at least awareness, examining this will help you to take control of it. Uh, when you're talking about weight loss, for example, you know, there have been so many people who have shared their experience and their expertise and their knowledge, and it really boils down to a few basics, and yet we still persist in seeing ourselves as a special case. Somehow that doesn't apply to me. And that's just goofy thinking, folks, because you're not a special case. You are special just like everyone else. You know, that's a line from The Incredibles. Uh, you're not a special case. These things actually do apply to you if, like you said, Clay, that you're, you're humble enough and wise enough to accept wise counsel from those who have reasons to know. And that's important, too. How are you going pick to your, pick your mentors? Well, and that's, <clears throat> that's really been the key is being able to, um, you know, to examine, all right, who's really been successful at this before? And if it's weight loss, I don't want to find somebody who's not at the right weight. I mean, let's be honest about this. I want somebody who can actually mentor me and hold me accountable for being able to move ahead. And I would say that the easiest way to do that is for you to find a mentor who you can call an accountability partner. 
so that that person will actually engage with you in a true partnership to help you to become, to actually live the stuff that we're talking about living today and in whatever, you know, whether it's long haul truck driving or anything else. That's right. Wow. We're half done. Hang with us. We'll be right back. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Sometimes a million-dollar idea has been right by you your entire life. For two London-based entrepreneurs, the idea was right on their feet. What do you get when you cross a sticker and a sneaker? The answer is a big idea that is taking off in Europe. The founders of a UK company called Sneak Art are allowing teenagers to design their own shoes by selling them stickers that decoratively redefine the style of the shoe. They have stickers that fit just about any style of shoe and the process is simple. Tapping into the natural desire that most teenagers have to stand out this idea is stepping up to the challenge. Sneak art is becoming a new trend in fashion and is showing once again that a simple and successful idea could be stuck on anyone. Congratulations to the Sneak Art Company for a high-stepping, fast-sticking idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment Great leaders are almost always great simplifiers who can cut through argument, debate, and doubt to offer a solution everybody can understand. General Colin Powell. Okay, so Clay, picking your mentors, I think that's kind of where we left off on that last uh, little segment. During the break, we're talking a little bit about a uh, common experience that you and I have shared with um, an organization called CEO Space, or uh, back in the day, IBI, uh, which is a, it's just a place for people to come together and to share ideas and to find mentors and to be mentors and and uh, I was sharing with you that uh, one of the guests on my show, Brett Harward, um, if you folks want to go back and review the show, uh, just type, type in Brett's name on the search bar at Live On Purpose Radio or, or look for The Five Laws. Um, I realized uh, at one point, and I, I bring up Brett because when I was attending this uh, conference at Lake Tahoe last December, I ran into a lot of people who have made a big difference in my life. But I also realized, hmm, I don't know everything. <laughs> you know, contrary <laughs> to how I felt when I was 15, I don't know everything. And as I get older and wiser, the less I realize that I actually know. But there are people all around me 
who have experience and knowledge and expertise that I could immediately apply if I just had it. And if I were humble enough to actually do as they said. And so, uh, Brett Harward is an example of one of the mentors that I've brought into my life as a result of realizing that I don't know everything and it would be a good idea to listen to the people who have reasons to know. Well, mentors are, are, are really, really important. <clears throat> but even more important than the mentor, from my perspective, is your commitment to succeed through the advice that you receive from that mentor. In, in essence, mm-hmm. somebody can teach you how to be successful. But if you don't ever do what they say, if you don't apply the principles that they talk about, then it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it's essentially it becomes shelf help, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, and it's, you know, kind of an experience that you can have in your own life. But if you can't apply it or if you don't apply, if you choose not to, then it doesn't matter because you'll never benefit other people from your idea or your talents or your passions you'll never nobody else will ever benefit from you and your experience and how incredible you are and the talents that you have if mm-hmm. if they can never if you can never uh bring them to fruition to be able to benefit or bless their lives so mm-hmm. you you have to be essentially the manifestation of the mentor's teachings mm. yeah i like looking at it that way and if we don't do that then the mentor wasn't much of a mentor, what they mentored you as, I don't, I don't mean that to, to, you know, say that the, you know, to diss the mentor, Mm -hmm. but, but if you don't, it's like a legacy, a mentor, a mentor's legacy is manifest in the people that they help to be able to bring to fruition their dreams and their passions and their talents to to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So without that, um, without that, uh, bringing to people, bringing out in people, in other people, what it is that they really have been given gifts from by God, um, then, you know, all the mentorship in the world is for naught. And, and I, that's my passion. My passion is to help people find out what people care about. What do you really deeply, truly, at the end of the day, when the lights are off and the doors are closed and you're staring at the ceiling, what do you really care about? What makes your feet hit the floor in the morning? And when, we can, when you can determine that, then, um, then you can take action to actually figure out how to benefit mankind. And ultimately, as John Wooden taught us, that, that you'll reap the benefit in the end if you do and become the kind of person you should become, that you've been endowed with those gifts, then you'll benefit from them in the long run from those gifts and talents as well. But you, our job here in this life is to benefit and help other people, really to lift God's children, to help them become better people. And the only way that that can ever happen is for us to become the kind of people that other people will listen to and follow. And without that, then no matter what I say to you, no matter what I would say to, uh, to your audience, no matter what you could tell me, without my ability or my desire or my capability to move forward, uh, then it really doesn't matter if I stay home and lie in bed and turn the electric blanket up to 10 and lie in the fetal position all day. Nobody really wins uh, under those circumstances, including me. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, Clay, you mentioned something a little earlier about one of your passions. And what you were just saying really speaks to that because uh, you and I are in the same industry. It's the people industry. And helping people to realize their potential, to realize that it's them who's in charge of their life, not somebody or something else as they may have come to believe. 
but it's them that's driving their life. And uh, when, when you gave us that three-part process just a few minutes ago, learn, practice, and apply. Uh, and then you threw out another term, shelf help. <laughs> I caught that. <laughs> um, what, what, what kind of help is it if you just get the knowledge? The learning is important, but you can't stop there. You can't just stop with, okay, I know this now. Well, there's different levels of knowing to start with. But getting the information into your head is just one small step toward actually becoming successful. You have to then practice those things till you get good at it and apply it in a real-life situation. Let's transition. I was thinking we might get to this in the last segment, but I, I'd kind of like to start our way there now uh, with, any, with the example that you have created and brought with your residual income game. Tell us just a little bit about why you created that and and what it does for people. So I, I discovered that when I was in the, teaching in the public school system that um, quite by accident, actually, that students learn much more rapidly and the learning lasts much longer in a simulated environment. So if we can play mm -hmm. games and that's why, you know, the people, many people are up in arms about games that, you know, Grand Theft Auto and, you know, other games that teach kids to do interesting things that we uh -huh. disagree with. Right. And so I, I discovered that I taught geography uh, in the public school system and, uh, and I, I played a game called SimCity and that was its very first iteration back then. We got 19,000 different iterations of that game mm -hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I learned very rapidly that those kids could learn how to build a city and how all of the intricate pieces, parts of a city act and interact with one another to be able to build a successful community. Mm -hmm. And then I had kids. One of my mandates from the state was to teach kids the states and capitals of the United States. And most of us learned if you live in the western United States, you start with Washington and then you go to Oregon and then you go to California and then Idaho and Nevada and Utah and so on and so forth. And we work our way east. And if you live in the east, you do that same process, only you work your way west. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that at the end of the semester, nobody remembers anything. I mean, who knows, you know, what the capital of Tennessee is, unless you've lived in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so what difference, and what difference does it make anyway? I've never had a job interview where that might have actually have mattered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nobody ever asked mm -hmm. me that. So, but I, I found out interestingly enough that kids could learn the states and capitals of the United States while running for president of the United States. So I had a simulation whereby we ran for president of the United States. And kids had purposely had to uh, had to run in all of the states, had to campaign in all of the states, et cetera. And at the end of a day or two, they had all of the states and all of their capitals memorized. And at the end mm -hmm. of the year, they could still get it because they had context for it all. So right. I figured out very quickly when I was in the military, we had I lived in Hawaii and w they taught us everybody had to go through a process of learning how to make your uh, of water survival. We were completely surrounded by water. Seemed like a pretty important skill to learn. Mm -hmm. But your uniform in the military can act as a flotation device. Most people don't know that. Mm -hmm. Well, you can, and they teach you. Guy stands on the deck, shows you. Then he, stand, then he jumps in the water and, and shows you how to do it then. But you still haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. Then he gets out of the water and says, okay, you do it. But you're still on the dry pool deck. Mm -hmm. Well, then ultimately what they do is they stick you on a diving board with full packing gear and everything else and say, okay, jump in the water and you got to stay afloat for 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> This is kind of a situation. <laughs> now it's important to apply this. Yeah, that's right. So this is a simulated environment to be able to get what's going on. Well, that would be much better to learn in that swimming pool than it would be in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. so, so I learned very quickly that simulation is very important. So that's why when I, when I was a school teacher, I became a corporate executive and implemented 
uh, simulations into the training that we did. Why? Because it's the best way for us to learn, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do. But you don't have the nasty consequences of crashing an airplane over Los Angeles trying to figure out how to fly a 747 into Los Angeles International mm-hmm. Airport. So we, so we have simulations. And, and the, the residual income game is an iteration of that. Puts you in a simulated environment, teaches you the process, A to double Z, of how to build a successful direct selling business. So what do I experience? And what is the success pattern of that versus driving a truck or being a football coach? I mean, essentially the steps are the same, but the individual tasks are in fact different. Mm-hmm. But in sure. every direct selling business, they're very, very similar to one another. So anybody you know, from a mortgage broker to a network marketer to an insurance agent can learn essentially the same pattern of success mm-hmm. and be able to implement them in the same way. But it's a simulation and you can get about six months worth of training in about two hours. So not only from a time standpoint is it more effective, but it's also a lot better because the learning that you do in a simulated environment will last essentially your whole life. It becomes part of your actual case history, your mental case psyche history that you can call upon so that you can't pretend that didn't happen. Mm. It's like your first kiss, right? You can't pretend that didn't happen. It's like, okay, I get it. And so (laughs) it just, but until you've had that, you you don't get it at all. And, uh, and so it's an, interesting, it's an interesting process that we go through, but the simulation can help people get it fast, cements for almost ever, and you're able to execute in real life, not just in the simulated environment. We, we expect people to be able to stand up from a simulation, be able to walk out the door, and actually be able to implement what they've learned and practiced in the game. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you've experienced that too, and you've seen people in the same room with you uh, be able to do those kinds of things. And so it's right. been it's been pretty interesting to watch people all over the world, really, be able to use the games that we use and other games, of course, mm-hmm. to be able to to be able to instantly be able to implement the success principles and the success pattern that are that are germane or or specific to a particular kind of task because I could teach you how to drive mm-hmm. a truck by with a simulation as well, or I could teach you how to lose weight or I could teach you how to build uh, an ecclesiastical unit and how to run it properly. If we mm-hmm. have a proper simulation to be able to do that, you could take that and you could apply it pretty, pretty darn fast in a few hours, really. Right. So this is, this is really a tool to help people to do this three part process that you're talking about to learn, practice and apply. And in a simulation, you're really doing all three. And it's not real-world application yet, and that's why it's safer in a simulation, but you're going to learn it a lot better if you're actually approximating that, that, that application through the simulation. Well, that, that's right, because you do get... A game only rewards you for what works. All of the mm, rest of the stuff right. that would cause distraction and keep you from doing the things that are necessary to be successful, they aren't rewarded in a game, and so you don't do them in the game. And so you can take up those skills and apply them in the real life because you will you will be used to not being aware of the distractions or paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. We've got just a few more minutes to come back to this after this next break. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. 
So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program. From what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single-day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read. And uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. So, Clay, you and I both talk to people all the time who are just wondering how to become more successful in their life. And doesn't everybody just kind of have that desire? They, they want to experience that. I, you know, I think most people do want to be successful. I think when you, I look at high school students who just graduate. Mm-hmm. They, got, they have the world by the tail. Frankly, they're going to go, you know, dominate world economies and conquer, you know, life. And isn't it great to watch that? You know, they stand mm-hmm. up, they throw their, you know, the, the hat up and all of the nonsense they, that we do when we graduate from high school. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Life kicks them in the teeth and mm-hmm. they get whacked a few times. Um, sorry, son, but you don't start in the corner office with, you know, all the cool amenities and your life doesn't begin where your parents left off. You got to learn. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to sort of build yourself. your own. <laughs> That's it. And yeah. so... An interesting thing happens, and people, people sort of start to lose confidence in what they're doing. And, they, and, and essentially, we can teach you philosophically what to do. And, and that's really, frankly, that's the easy part. Teaching you what to do is the easy part. Teaching you how to do it is much more difficult. Because you actually won't, it, it, most people don't have confidence. And the reason they don't have confidence is because they don't have any competence. They don't have, they don't know, A, they don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. So, which is a problem. And so we go to college not knowing what we don't know, hoping that somehow somebody's going to fill our cup to overflowing. 
And now we'll magically sort of know what we need to know, and we move ahead in some way. Mm-hmm. And so people find themselves when they're, <laughs> when they're in college, or they find themselves in their job, or they go to the Himalayas and they find themselves. I, I'm not sure what that's really about, other than people discover maybe within themselves, you know what? There's, I, I am a human being with great potential, and these are things that I care about and I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So, okay, great. Now we got to discover what it is you don't know. Mm-hmm. What is it about being a weightlifter or a truck driver or a direct seller or a psychologist? What is it you don't know already? Because you, you took psychology classes, and frankly, you had to have known at least some of what was taught to you in the classroom before you ever took some of those classes. Mm-hmm. That sure. means you know everything now. So you'd go through an entire semester of a psychology class waiting for the nuggets of things that you don't know. And so what mm-hmm. we want you to do is first discover what you're passionate about. Then we want you to discover what it is you don't know. Now, that's part of the hard part. And, and we've created, a, in the direct selling world, we've created a, an assessment that helps you understand what it is you don't know. Of the 50 critical skills, we, you can find out which ones you don't have great competence in. And then we can specifically focus on those particular skills that will help you move forward. When I was a football coach, I had to find out very quickly what is it that these kids don't know how to do. If they don't know how to throw, we better teach them how to throw. If the quarterback doesn't know how to throw, that could be bad. If the center doesn't know how to hike, that's kind of a problem. If people don't know how to run block, we better teach them. If people don't know how to pass block, we got to teach them that. But we have to discover very quickly what it is. Because in a few weeks, I'm going to be standing on the sideline as the coach trying to get 11 teenage boys to all move in the same direction at the same time with the entire community standing behind me, every one of them knowing better how to do that than me. And so this is kind of an interesting problem, but you have to, ultimately it comes down to skill achievement, skill attainment. And that's why practice, appropriate practice is so important. You, you can't learn how to drive a car by studying biology. I mean, you, you have to study the right things. Number one, that's learned, but you have to mm-hmm. practice in an appropriate environment, the skill necessary to be moved forward, to be able to move forward. And once you have the skill, you'll have some more confidence. And that's been my, my blessing is to be able to have that confidence, to get that confidence from people who had skill enough to teach me how to do things so that I could actually have the skill in the practice environment. And mm-hmm. then, of course, it was mm-hmm. up to me. Now, I got to leave the room. I got to leave the school. I got to leave whatever the practice environment is, the simulator, as it were. Mm-hmm. And now I got to step into the real environment, and I have to actually do what it was that I practiced in the way that I practiced it. Because that's the real way to predictable success is to be able to do what you know how to do. So once we mm-hmm. attain that skill... And there's lots of ways to attain skill. Um, but you have to practice it, in my opinion. You have to practice it in an appropriate environment so that, it, so that you won't be able to tell the difference between reality and fantasy. And that's why games are so – that's why the residual income game is a game instead of me standing on a stage. Mm-hmm. What we know is that that's people right. forget very fast. About 97% of what you hear, what we're talking about today, you'll forget in 24 to 48 hours. Or you'll be able to mm-hmm. misrepresent it. Well, that's kind of a problem. I want you to be able to implement so if, I'm, if you're interested in change beha- in behavior that changes or changed behavior, then, then we have to actually get people to behave in a different way. Not to talk about changing behavior, but to mm-hmm. actually get their behavior to actually change. That's very different. And so once we can get to that, bada bing. And that happens usually when we focus on results. If you know what you have to do, see, we have to talk on the radio. So at some point, we have to learn how to talk to each other. We have to learn, you know, you have to learn how to lead, and I have to learn how to answer the questions, and, and, and your producer has to be able to learn how to get the equipment to work, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't learn any of that by going to play golf. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's right. We we have to be in an environment that actually works, that actually will allow us to be able to understand and practice those skills necessary to move forward. We don't have unlimited time today. We don't have unlimited time ever. And so we have to be able to say what we want to say in, a, in, a, in the appropriate amount of time so that people can learn, cognitively at least, what we want them to learn. Then to practice and acquire the skills necessary to move forward. And then move forward. That's the hard part for most people. Mm-hmm. For most people, really isn't even acquiring the skill. It's applying the skill, having the nerve or the guts or the courage or the uh, whatever it is right? But because we lose focus of what we're doing, we get so focused on what is the skill? What is the thing I'm trying to do? We're fishing. I'm trying to learn how, you know, I'm making sure that I cast right and that I reel a thing. I'm making sure that I got the right bait, all that stuff. We're Mm -hmm. so focused on the specifics of the skill that we forget what we're trying to do, Yeah, which is to eat dinner tonight. Right. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we, we lose focus. So if you can stay focused on the result, this is a means to be able to get what it is that I'm focused on. Does, do mm-hmm. people like to work overtime? Uh, I can't find anybody who really does, but almost everybody will do it. Why? Because they make more money and they know what they want that money for. And so they're willing to do mm-hmm. the thing that they may be uncomfortable doing in order to be able to get the result of what, they're, of, of what it is that they want out of their life. So this idea of gaining the skills, you said that, that people sometimes are lacking confidence. <clears throat> A lacking of confidence usually comes from lacking incompetence or the ability to actually do the things that will move you forward. And those are skills. A lot of people don't even know what they don't know. And there's those different areas of knowledge. You know what you know. You even know some of the things you don't know, or at least you know what they are. And then there's this whole body of information out there that you don't even know you don't know. And, and often we discover those things in very uncomfortable ways. Yeah, we do. Um, True story. I, I, don't, I didn't know what I didn't know about being married, <laughs> interestingly enough, until I was married. Huh. <clears throat> and I didn't know what I didn't know about raising children, interestingly enough, until so I, I had, had my kids. own children. But, but skill attainment in a specific thing, if I want to increase my chances to create a predictable chance of success then I can actually learn most of the basic skills about relationships, for instance, before I'm having these relationships. And that's, you know, we have dating and we have all kinds of things that are, you know, create interesting circumstances in our lives. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can visit with people who are experts in building effective relationships. And then I can practice them. And on a date or whatever it is when, with, in my relationships, and I can see how they work. Oh, I get, I, I get that doing that gets what I want, mm-hmm. and that helps me. So I, then I can actually practice those things over the course of time. And today, I, you know, like opening the door for my wife, <clears throat> I had to learn that. Mm-hmm. Now I learned that in an uncomfortable way. And, but now <laughs> I don't have to even think about it. You see, I'm not thinking about how am I going to, yeah. you know, I, it's just the way that I treat my wife. Helps that helps our relationship by opening the door and being courteous and all that stuff. So, um, but I don't have to think about that now. There's other things I have to think about. The new lessons, the more advanced lessons, as it were, uh, I have to think about more as we go along. And so, mm-hmm. if you if you really will engage with somebody who knows the ropes, knows the nuances, knows how to think about a particular thing, then you can learn the advanced skills more rapidly. Because you'll be able to learn the basic skills almost in a nanosecond. I can teach you how to shift the gears in a truck. Now I can teach you how to drive in the snow. Because 
you're not even thinking about having to shift and put the brakes on and all that stuff. You already know all of that's the basic skills down. Now it's snowing and we're in a 25 mm-hmm. mile an hour wind, you know, and the snow's blowing across the fr- the freeway in Wyoming. And this is, could be kind of a situation if you didn't know how to do if you didn't know how to do the basics, you'd be in the ditch. You wouldn't even get up the first hill. Mm-hmm. So all of the skills and anything we want to learn. The, there's basic skills, there's intermediate skills, there's advanced skills, etc. But we can never get to advanced skills, which is what everybody tries to do. We try to do professional-like things when mm-hmm. we're just a, a barely a beginner. We, everybody wants the stage and be, able, be sitting in Carnegie Hall playing the piano, and we don't even know how to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star with one hand. And it's an interesting problem <laughs> for most of us because we actually do jump in the deep end before we know how to swim. And, you know, I never have heard of any Olympic gold medalist who ever told me, you know how I learned how to swim? I learned how to swim just by jumping in the deep end and I figured out sort of how to stay afloat and now I've become an Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. I have never heard anybody ever say that It before. doesn't work that way. And so, you know, they learn how to tread water is really all they learn how to do. And so mm-hmm. if your goal in life is to become, is to gain, gain skill at the tread water level, <laughs> then that's fine. Then mm-hmm. do that. And hopefully you'll learn how to tread water before you drown. But we want people to move through a predictable pattern of success, find a mentor so that that mentor can teach you exactly what that pattern is within whatever it is you want to look, whatever it is you're trying to do. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that generally it's learn and then practice and then apply the things that you learn, whether it's nutrition and exercise or whether it's how to shift the gears or whether it's how to uh, contact and present and show a business presentation and follow up with people and ask for the business or whether it's to how to ask questions, high yielding questions like you do when you're in your psychology business. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's essentially, it's what you do is you ask people questions. I mean, at the Mm -hmm. 50,000 foot level and then how to actually practice those specific things so that you'll gain competence so that things will happen naturally. So you don't have to think about them. They just happen. We don't think about breathing. We don't think about walking unless you can't walk very well. You've got that locked in now. That's it. And Mm -hmm. now we can learn the next things. Now we can look around while we're walking. Now we can look around while we're driving. And so it's a very Mm -hmm. different thing. Then you can apply those things in the real world. And that's how to bring your life to massive fruition by helping many, many, many thousands really of other people learn how to be successful in their own lives by being inspired by your massive achievement in your own life. Mm. Well put. Clay, as we're wrapping up today, I want to make sure people have a way to get back to you. Your website is ritraining.com. Is that right? That's it. RI for residual income. I want to just put a plug in for that game that you created, residual income. It's not only fun, but it does exactly what you've been talking about the last few minutes. It helps people to internalize those skills, to practice them, in a simulated environment so that they can be successful when they take him out there to the real world. And, and, uh, and that's really what we're excited about is people being successful according to their own design. There's some other things going on at RA Training Skills Radio where you are teaching these skills in the learning aspect, not the practicing aspect. Right. And you can learn those. You can go to there by going to ritraining.com and just registering. It's free. It's every Thursday. At noon Mountain Time, you can get on the call. It's free, and so it doesn't cost you any money. But you have to be able to re- you have to register in order to get it, so we can contact you to let Wonderful. you know what the call topics are. Thank you, Clay, for being here. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me, and for all that you do to help your community. Go out there and live on purpose. <laughs>